advice, but I very seldom follow it. That explains the trouble that I'm always in. When I was 15, my mom and I went on a road trip to see Legally Blonde the Musical in Durham, North Carolina. I remember I'd bought front row seats a year ahead of time with Christmas money. I also remember being a little nervous to see the show with my mom. The show was borderline PG-13, and my mom has the conservative convictions of a Little House on the Prairie character. But she ended up loving it, and it's one of my favorite memories with her. At the time, I was obsessed with pursuing a career in musical theater. So being the bold nerd that I am, I messaged a few of the cast members from the show on Facebook afterwards. I told them about my aspirations and asked for any advice they might have. Nearly 10 years later, and I still keep up with a few of those actors that took the time to chat with me. One of the actors in particular ended up taking me under her wing and told me all about the musical theater school she went to just outside of Durham. Just four years later, I'd take the same road trip again with my mom to audition for that theater program. Another one of my favorite memories. I ended up dropping out of that theater school before I even started. It was a huge plot twist in my life. It's the worst and best decision I've ever made. Walking away from that goal, that dream, completely shook me to my core. Five years later and I'm still trying to figure out who I am and where I'm going. And this week in particular, I'm trying to figure out what it means to walk away from a dream, especially after it's come true. As fate would have it, I was able to sit down and talk with one of those actors from the show I saw 10 years ago. I've kept up with him on Facebook and noticed he had a change of trajectory as well. So I reached out to Adam to hear his take on his personal change of direction. Okay, I think we're good. All right. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so I already talked to you a little bit about the subject for today's show. Basically, I just want to talk about this idea of when you walk away from something, a dream or a goal or a passion, specifically uh, after you've kind of achieved it or you arrive and feel like you're there and then you're kind of like, ah, this isn't really what I want. You you walk away. Um, and I had an inkling that maybe you could kind of speak to that. But um, first of all, I just wanted to know if you feel like that personally relates to you at all, that, that sort of topic. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I like that you changed the wording and said walked away because we were talking earlier about like, you know, giving up. And uh, I like, I hate when people ask me, you know, oh, so did you give it up? And, I'm, and I say, right. no, I didn't, I didn't give up. Um, uh, I did really, really well. And I was really, you know, happy with where I got. And um, I don't know, people change and things change. I think a lot of the questions that, that you listed um, uh, would be answered pretty clearly if I just sort of tell my story the way it yeah. happened for me. Yeah, totally. Um, because... When I was in high school, all I wanted to do was musical theater. I had nothing else that I really connected with. My brother and my sister both played sports. And uh, once I found out that I could do theater professionally, I was like, oh, really? Are you kidding? Great. <laughs> I found out about Broadway. I mean, like when I was young, young, I thought I went on, used to go on a lot of cruises with my family. <laughs> and I used to think that like the pinnacle of being a, an actor or a performer was, and it was, being in those shows that are on cruise ships. So I was like, okay, yes. perfect. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a an, an, an performer on a cruise ship, and that's going to be it for my life. 
I imagine a young Adam sitting in his childhood bedroom, his walls plastered with posters and other memorabilia from cruise ship entertainment. Maybe even a few of the posters are autographed by the cruise ship performers. I have an overactive imagination. I know, right? I'm like, this is it. This is the yeah. dream. And then I know I grew up and I learned <clears throat> about Broadway and, and everything else, which seems so unattainable. I lived in Buffalo, New York, which is closer to New York City than a lot of people live, mm -hmm. but still seems so, I just, it was an unimaginable world to me. So then when I figured out that I could go to school for it get, and then just move there and audition, yeah. I was just, I, there was nothing else I wanted more. All I did was listen to musical theater. I was obsessed. So right. it's hard to go from feeling that way, feeling so passionately about something. Um, it's really, really hard to come to terms with changing your mind because yeah. a, a lot of guilt and a lot of self-deprecating pressure start mm -hmm. to mount. It did for mm -hmm. me at least. And, uh, and I started to feel like I was, I don't know, wrong and, and betraying my friends and my family and my teachers and everybody when I started to sort of want more than performing and started yeah. to love other things. And yeah. that was a lot of like what I went through coming to terms with this. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I did it for, for, you know, a good 10 years. I did four Broadway tours. I was, you know, full production contract principal on Jersey Boys. And, yeah. and and with every contract that I did, I got it got bigger and bigger and I got more money and I was doing the things that I had always set out to do and that I loved doing. Right. And I wasn't happy. Yeah. And uh, one day I just I mean not one day, this happened gradually over time, but I I sat there and I just said, why am I not happy? And what am I not doing? Uh -huh. What's, why is this not it? You know what right. I mean? So it wasn't like I, I gave up or I stopped loving it or I was just like, I, I looked around me and I said, for all intents and purposes, I should be so happy. And I'm yeah. not. To give context to those of you who didn't grow up with a Legally Blonde musical poster on your wall, Jersey Boys is another successful Broadway musical Adam toured with for a while. Landing a job like this, a Broadway tour, is no small accomplishment. A very small percentage of actors are successful enough to make it that far. Essentially, that's about the same thing as quote-unquote making it on Broadway. Yeah, and then I said to myself, oh my god, this is it. Like, I'm making all this money, and this, I'm in this great show. Everybody loves it. I'm, I really love doing the show, mm -hmm. and I'm still not happy. Like, what is wrong with me? So, you know, I started to dive deep. I was doing a ton of traveling. I was doing a ton of touring. And my career had mostly been that. So right. I wanted to break the cycle of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd gotten to such a place with, you know, where I was at. I knew that there was something wrong right. with and I need to step away and allow myself to grow in a different way. And that's mm -hmm. basically what I decided to do. And I said, what else can I do? What else can I find that I can be, that I can love doing and I can be passionate about and has nothing to do with musical theater? Because I just need to break the cycle you know what I mean right and then I and I was hanging out, out a lot with um, our hair supervisor on Jersey Boys and talking about it with her and, and and remembering when I was younger when I when I was like I don't know in like second or third grade or something and they were asking us what we wanted to do when we grew up uh, and I said I wanted to own a hair salon and <laughs> draw all of the pictures that were on the walls 
and <laughs> sing all of the music that was playing in the in the salon. Perfect. So it was a pretty gay dream. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then I went into musical theater, ironically enough. So right. I revisited that and I said, well, why don't I try that? Why don't I do yeah. it? I have the money. I have the time. Jersey Boys Tour 1 was closing. I was like, this is it. This is the time. I'd always wanted to move to L.A. I The best hair school in the country, but also soon is in Santa Monica. I was like, this is great. It kills all the birds with one stone. And, and then it happened. I honestly didn't know anything about Adam's story before our conversation. We'd only ever interacted through Facebook, and I was going off of a hunch when I pitched him the idea of coming on my show to discuss this topic. I was taken back by how much I could relate to Adam's story. I asked Adam to talk more about the guilt he experienced when he made the change in direction. That was a huge hurdle for you? It was, and it was why I think I stayed doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. for longer than was probably the most healthy because I felt a lot of obligation to do it for my parents and yeah. to continue performing for my high school drama teacher and to right. continue performing for, you know, my two best friends who also went to musical theater school with me. Right. And, you know, it's, there's with this career in particular, there's this incredible amount of pressure about giving up. You are taught from the beginning, you have to love it with all you, all your heart and soul and you have to give it everything and you have to leave everything behind and make all these sacrifices. And it's a lot of, you know, bull for lack of a better word. Because when I was talking to my therapist about, I was like, well, I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm doing this for me anymore. I feel like I'm just, I'm just trying to achieve these goals and these dreams because because I want to make everybody else proud, you know, and I don't want right. to let anybody else down. Because And he was like, well, who cares? Why do you feel like, do you honestly feel like you're going to be letting everybody down? You think they're not going to want you to be happy with everything that you're doing and that it would include switching to something else? Right. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right, you know? And also to put, to, to take it back just a, a step, I don't consider myself having walked away forever. I will always consider myself an actor. And I will always, I don't consider my career to be over at all. Um, Whenever people ask me what I do, I say, you know, I'm a hairstylist and I'm an actor. And they, you know, immediately it goes, oh, why did you give it up? And I say, (laughs) I didn't give it up. I am still an actor. But when I try to do both audition and build a clientele and work at a salon, they were both suffering. So I, I realized very quickly that I had to choose one and go right. with it. And, you know, and I was like, I moved here to do hair. It's very, I'm very early on in this like stages of this career. I'm not done with it yet. So I'm going to focus on that. And when the time comes to circle back and do performing, it'll present itself to me. You know what I mean? Throughout the conversation, I kept thinking about a quote by Cheryl Strayed. Don't surrender all of your joy for an idea about yourself that isn't true anymore. In this context, I'd adjust the quote to say, an idea about yourself that isn't true for now. Adam was saying how this part of his life, his career in theater, wasn't bringing him the joy that it should. I can totally relate to this. And I think it's an important distinction to make that the things we take a break from are still capable of bringing us joy in the future. I also think it's worth noting that it takes tremendous courage to step away from something that you love and are passionate about and you've invested in. 
Next, I asked Adam a little more about his current career doing hair, mainly if he considers hair his main passion right now. You say that's your passion currently, like your yeah. number one. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I don't, I don't know enough about hair. I would say that my first passion in life will always be singing. And, yeah. uh, and I don't think I'm the, I don't even think that that's my biggest talent in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I'm great at it, but I think <laughs> it's just because I love it so much that I will sing until the day I die, no matter who wants to listen, I'll always do it. And it'll always be very personal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will always be my passion, my number one passion, because I just, I value it so much. And this is another struggle that I've come to with doing hair is I, you know, now that I'm doing it every single day, I get to those moments where I'm like, is this my passion? You know, mm-hmm. like, is this really what I wanted to do? And I still struggle with that. Like, I think some days I'm like, wow, this is really fun. This is really cool. I'm everything that I came to LA to accomplish. I've accomplished. I'm in mm-hmm. one place. I have the ability to have friends and I have the ability to have relationships and I am in one single apartment that I like have made my own and I love it. And I live two blocks from work and I have a community and I have a a nine to five job and I am exhausted all the time. (laughs) All of these things that I desperately wanted when I was on tour, I've, I've achieved them. So now I'm sort of at the place where I'm starting to sort of circle back. I'm like, well, I've gotten all these things. Now it's time for me to re-examine what's the next step for me because I am finally in a place where I've allowed myself to heal from all of the the broken parts of me that I that mm-hmm. that sort of developed from not being happy mm-hmm. and and now I'm ready to be creative again in my passion and I and I don't know what it is yet um so I don't know if that answers your question but I am I'm, I'm in the process of figuring out what that is what I have inside me to creatively contribute through my passion, which is singing and storytelling and live performance. I love live performance. And so a lot of this, uh, my hair journey has been leading me back to find re rediscovering my, my passion for performing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. all part of, it's all interwinding. It's all part of the same journey. And I said the same thing when I went back to Jersey boys after doing hair school. I was like, yes. you know, perform- I was performing all the time and uh, I was like, God, I really just need to do a haircut right now. Like I just, I, and just do something else. I love the way Adam talks about his passion for hair, like Kate Blanchett and Blue Jasmine, except instead of a Stoli martini with a twist of lemon, it's getting his hands in some hair. I also love that Adam's story involves these completely separate things, cutting hair and being an actor but these unrelated fields are completely connected and interwoven through him. They both give him very different things, and you need different things in different seasons of your life. Which brings me to my main takeaway from our conversation. This idea of giving yourself permission to have multiple passions and dreams and understanding that they give you different things. Follow the passion that will give you what you need in that particular season of your life, whether that be the stability of community or creative fulfillment. The other passions you're taking a break from will always be there waiting for you when the timing is right to pick them back up. We continued the conversation talking about his reason for pursuing hair. It, yeah, exactly. It, it gave, it opened up opportunities for me that I was not able to find when I was touring. Yeah. And maybe that I was blocking myself from finding because 
I had all of these, you know, belief systems about what my career was, you know, yeah. rolling around in my head. You know what's interesting is that movie, the movie La La Land, yeah. which I think, which I loved it. And I, I talked to a bunch of people about it, and a bunch of people said that they really loved it. Some people said it's not musical theater, it's garbage. And then some people <laughs> said that it's like, then I talked to one producer, a client of mine, and he was like, you know what, there was no joy in it. And I was like, mm. I don't technic I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but it made me connect. I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I connected with this movie so much, mm-hmm. is because it actually is a very bitter look yeah. at performing as a career. Because at least what I got from it, what a lot of us feel is that we have to sacrifice for our career, that yeah. we have an idea of a love that mm-hmm. we have to give up, because we have been told our entire lives that your musical theater career, your performing career, your acting career has to come above all else. So mm-hmm. you're, you're trained from the very beginning to think that you have to give up at something. Right. And it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy to, yeah. to, to set yourself up for failure, to, to have teachers and everyone tell you that you have to give something up in order to succeed, you know, and it's like, right. and I think that's why I connected with this movie so much, but also why I was just like, oh my gosh, that's written by someone who felt the same way. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it, it just resonated so much with me. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want that life. It's beautifully sad if you want our masochist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But it's just like, I don't, I don't want that. And that's totally. sort of like what I came to the, you know, conclusion with, with my career is like, if that's what it means, then I don't want it. Right. And I do think the truth in that is that there's sacrifice, everything worth having. There's a a level of sacrifice. I'm sure as somebody who's been successful in theater and performance and in hair, like you, you can attest to that, that there's been hard work and sacrifice. But like, Mm -hmm. I personally hope and see that that there's give and take and sacrifice. Like sometimes you sacrifice on one end of life, whether that be community and relationships and sometimes you sacrifice on your career end but yeah Yeah. that that movie totally spoke to that where it was like and for me i'm definitely one of those people that's like love and relationships are always going to be like my top priority i will always a hopeless romantic um but i think it is about balance and you know and sacrificing and it's not black and white sacrificing your whole career for love or your whole love for your career um, right. Back and forth. And like what we, you know, kind of what I was saying a minute ago about what I was taking away from what you were sharing, which is that, fuck, I just lost it. <laughs> um, uh, fuck, it's coming back, it's coming back. Uh, that, oh, 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 yeah, like having multiple passions in your life and how following one passion can give you what you need. And maybe you know, picking the passion that you want to go with has to do with looking at which passion gives you what you really need in that moment in your life. Yeah, I think as long as you're not hurting others or hurting yourself, as long as you do what makes you happy, you really can't go wrong, and you will also attract all of the happiness in the world. And going a step further, like fulfilling your purpose, like when you fully are the person that you're supposed to be, you know, that totally, like, attracts, other people to you and lets them do what they need to do to be who they need to be like yeah. completely. And, uh, and I lost complete track of how sort of loved and how sort of special 
mm-hmm. people view actors and performers. Mm-hmm. And uh, having this this last three or four years or however long it's been has really like renewed my faith in how much people love it. You know what I mean? And yeah. how much people respect it and how much people want it around. Want genuine yeah. want genuine people who genuinely love what they're doing and are creating things yeah. that they love. Yeah. You know, because because I got stuck in the space of like, well, it has to make money and it has to do this and it has to please this audience. I mean, I got so caught up in the business that I forgot about all the, all the great stuff that's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I totally agree. That's <laughs> what it's about. It's about how we make people feel and what's honest and what's true and like fulfilling this vision that we know is going to make somebody feel something. And, you know, like we watched Lady Gaga last night, you know, kick ass. That is totally a great example of a visionary and somebody who is all about what is going to make people feel what she wants them to feel rather than, you know, perfect singing or perfect dancing or perfect physique. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. her, ab- her abs were looking great, but she you know what great. I mean? Yeah. And I think that's probably a lot of musical theater people who had criticism of La La Land, you know, uh, Emma Stone doesn't have a fantastic voice and isn't like that musical theater trained singer. But I mean, I thought what made La La Land. So what really nailed that message that you were just talking about was the emotion behind it and the message behind it. So, and I mean, I think that always comes down to that authenticity. And I think you, I don't know, my observation of your story is that, you know, you authentically following what you felt like you need to do and what works for you, you're going to give a better product, whether that be hair or performance, when you are 100% behind what you're doing rather than doing it for, you know, other people or out of duty, you know? Well, thanks. I mean, I, I have to just say that every other day I, I think I make a huge mistake. You know what I mean? Like every other day I, I doubt myself and I doubt all of the choices I've made. And I doubt, I doubt everything all the time. You know, I just keep going back to, well, you know, are you happy right now? If you're not identify what's not making you happy and do and, and change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and like, I, that's, I feel good about the fact that that's just been the thing that I just keep going back to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's great to hear. I mean, you know, it's life's that balance of being completely unsure, but at the same time, committing and going with your gut, right? I yeah. mean, that's yeah, what you Yeah, because if you're unsure, if you're unsure and then you change, like, you can never get stuck. Yeah. If you're like, when it's when you're so, like, oh, this is what I have to do. I'm doing the right thing. Like, this is my plan. Oh, like, yeah. that's when you start to get, that's when you're, you're so stuck and rigid and, and, and uh, I don't know, just not, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I am really encouraged to hear your story. I mean, I really relate to your story. I, everyone on some deep level is afraid of, of disappointing someone or themselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what it comes down to is, is a lot of times you're, that's not true, you know? Yeah. People want you you. to be happy. (laughs) Thank you so much for, I mean, I think that was cool just to hear, you know, how that's worked for you and, you know, your personal experience of navigating through a big 
change of direction. I mean, yeah. I think that's going to happen to everyone at some point, you know, if we're honest yeah. with ourselves. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for taking time. Uh, yeah. I think, and I think it's right. awesome that you're doing, you're taking, I mean, it's a risk to put your, you know, neck out and, and reach out to, you know, on almost stranger on Facebook and ask them to do an interview. So good for yes. you for, yeah. you know, for, for doing this at all, because a lot of people aren't brave enough to even take that step. So, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying too, about, you know, taking risks and following different passions and different, you know, paths, just doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing in the moment. If it's a podcast yeah. or quitting your tour, your <laughs> contracted tour. That's right. Well, thank you again for making time. I really enjoyed it. It was a good conversation. Yeah. And if I'm ever out there, I'm definitely going to book ahead of time so I can get my hair cut. I want (laughs) to... Of course, please do. It was an absolute delight to talk with Adam. It was a great reminder that sometimes the bravest thing you can do is walk away and look for more. And also that walking away from a passion isn't necessarily permanent. I think this conversation was a great example of how following your own passion gives people permission to do the same. This podcast was brought to you by the soundtrack of La La Land. Go buy it on iTunes. Also, Interscope Records, I totally appreciate you letting me use it and not seeing it as an infringement on copyrights. Like always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Email me at dearreadradio at gmail.com. Will I ever learn to do the things I should?